I'm Dinah Harris, director of the Jackson-Madison County Library in Jackson, Tennessee, and you're listening to our podcast, Opening Doors. Hey, everybody. This is Dinah Harris, director of the library, and um, what we are going to do today is we're going to do our book reviews like we did last month. Hope you enjoy them. We've got a different batch of our staff members today that will be talking to you. And I do want to let you know up front that this is October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So wear your pink, wear your pink and uh, to promote awareness of breast cancer. Also, I wanted to let you know that our North Branch is now open from nine until six Monday through Friday. So you can go in there uh, any of the regular operating hours. I'm going to start since we're doing this, librarians do almost everything in alphabetical order. So we're doing this in alphabetical order according to uh, staff members' first name. Excuse me. I'm going to start today with a book that I saw on the hold shelf in its Hallmark channel, Countdown to Christmas. Have a very merry movie holiday. And uh, it was on hold for somebody, and I saw it, and I got kind of excited because I'm old enough that I love Hallmark movies, okay? Don't judge me. (laughs) We actually have about 18 Hallmark movies in the library. I don't know how many of them are Christmas specifically, but uh, this is a very interesting book. It tells you about how they set the scene for the movies, uh, where they do them. Uh, I found, like, right in the very start of it, I have to see where, right there you go. So it talks, talks about how many strings of lights they do. It, they overtake this village. Um, it's a museum village that they use and they string 200 strands of lights with 300 bulbs per strand. You know, when you watch these Hallmark movies, it just looks like Christmas Wonderland. And uh, this book is talks all about it. It does talk about, uh, has some recipes in it. It's got Al Roker's Uh, Family Sweet Potatoes. It has Cameron Matheson's Sugar Cookies. And these are all people that star on a lot of these movies and also on the Home and Family channel on television. So somebody has it on hold now, but if you want to reserve it, it is Countdown to Christmas, Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas. Reserve it and you can read it too. I'm going to turn it over now to Evelyn. Well, uh, I am a nonfiction reader, and so I have uh, very recently read this book, and I think I told several of the staff members, particularly in my area of the Tennessee room, about this book. It's an autobiography, a memoir of a lady named Mary Mann Hamilton, and she was a pioneer in the state of Mississippi. So it describes her life as a woman growing up in the roughest wilderness uh, and the circumstances of her life surrounding her marriage, her children, and the struggles of just getting by day by day. It really blew me away. It was just so stark and so her life was so challenging and yet inspirational. And so um, it includes a little bit about her family and the genealogy that went into her background. So I enjoyed this book very much and learned a lot to help me in my area in the Tennessee room. Very good. Jennifer? 
Okay, Jennifer, hang on. We have no audio. Hang on just a second. Have to unmute. There you go. I'm the children's librarian, and so I decided to pick a um, picture book to start with. Um, we have tons of Halloween picture books, tons of them, because I think I just noticed that I a little bit overspend on the Halloween books. So if you want some, come get some. And this one right here, The Haunted Hamburger and Other Ghostly Stories by David LaRochelle. Um, all right, so the story on this book, my personal story on this book is that there was a little girl and her mom who came in here about 2013 in the year 2013 at Halloween and checked out this book and they came and renewed it over and over. You know, you can renew books twice. They did. Um, and then they continued to check it out several times that year. And then every Halloween she would come back and she would check this book out every year at Halloween. The little girl, I saw her recently. She's a teenager. She's way too old to come in and check out a picture book anymore. I guess she thinks she's too old for it. So this is the first year I've put it on display because I always would keep it on the shelf so that nobody else would check it out because I knew she was coming. But I don't think she's coming this year. So I went ahead and <laughs> checked it out to get home to my side to see what was the big deal. And it is really, really funny. It is not terribly scary, um, but it is pretty hilarious. A ghost turns into a diaper. All right, so <laughs> your kids will like it. Your three-year-olds and your third graders, doesn't matter. They're going to like it. And so um, we got lots of Halloween books if you want to come check some out and try out the haunted hamburger. All righty. Kirsten? Kirsten works at our circulation desk. She's an avid reader. So she's going to share with you. Hello. Okay. So I have been a big fan of like the Mayan culture and my family got to go to Mexico a couple summers ago and we got to see Chichen Itza and things like that. So Mayan lore is very prevalent in this book. It's called Gods of Jade and Shadow and it's by a young female author. Uh, Sylvia Moreno Garcia. She doesn't have many books out, but she is very talented and I can't wait to read more by her. So I love when you get to find a book and then you get to fall in love with the author and then you get to fall in love with more books that she wrote. So um, I've been describing this book as a cross between like Cinderella meets Moana meets Coco meets The Hobbit um, because it is about an epic journey. And it really is a lot about family as well. So um, they delve into like the Mayan underworld. So like it's all based on true Mayan mythology. Uh, they go into Jibalba uh, and uh, they meet like the two brothers who are the gods of the underworld, um, Humkame and Vukumkame. So some of the words you have to kind of phonetically figure out. <laughs> but um the journey itself is, is I think, the best part because it's like her grandfather is kind of this, he's, he's a bit mean, and so he's kind of paired her cousin Martin against Cassiopeia, our, our protagonist, and uh, so Martin's constantly picking on her, and that kind of gives her like a Cinderella vibe, but then once she gets going on this, on this journey, 
with one of the brothers of the gods of the underworld, um, Hunkame, like, that's when, like, the Moana vibe comes in, because it's, like, this just regular girl who is going on this adventure with a god, and ultimately to save her family, to save herself, to kind of fix her grandfather's mistakes, so I highly recommend it. Gods of Jade and Shadow, I don't want to give too much away. Okay, and now we'll ask Maddie Flint. She works at our circulation desk as well. And we'll ask her to come share with you one of her picks. Hello, hello. I bring not one, but three books. They're the Goosebumps graphics series. They take the original Goosebumps stories and turn them into comic form. So if you were a fan of Goosebumps growing up or have someone who's never read them before, but you're more into comics, then these are pretty good. I remember when these first came out when I was about nine or 10, they only published three different collections of the comics, which I think is a shame because they're all done by really cool different artists. Each story doesn't have the same artist. And these are all different iconic Goosebumps stories. Goosebumps, if you don't know, came out in the 90s, was authored by R.L. Stein, who wrote 62 in the original series. And it has stuff like the Abominable Snowman of Pasadena, where kids go to Antarctica and accidentally come back with a snowman. Mm -hmm. Or about a beach that has ghosts. It's Ghost Beach. And they are trying to help save the ghosts, but who knows what'll happen. And just all sorts of fun stuff. The art is really good. And in the back, they have little questions with the authors about their process, how they did it. So you get to learn a little bit about the graphic novel and comic making process itself. So we have all three of these here at the library. They're also available on uh, Libby. So if you can't get your hands on the physical copies, you can certainly see online. And I was a Goosebumps kid. I think Shane and Kirsten and all the millennials here were too. And it just brings back nice memories. So some spooky for October and in the form of graphic novels. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good, Maddie. Next, we're going to ask Shane Plunk, our circulation manager, to, we found out he was the expert on uh, scary movies. <laughs> so we're going to ask Shane to share some. Okay, um, so I watch a lot of horror movies. I've watched far too many on Netflix and Hulu and all those good services. Um, but one of my favorite Halloween movies um, has to be Hocus Pocus. Um, it is a children's Halloween movie that, um, you know, has been out for a couple decades at this point, but it's one that I have to watch every single Halloween. Um, I don't have the physical case here with me, but there's the cover art for you. Um, if you have not seen it, um, it is a story about a teenage boy who has moved to Salem um, and uh, discovers the legend of the Sanderson sisters uh, who are a trio of witches that are said to um, come back if someone goes into their home and lights their candles 
Um, and so Max, along with his little sister, Danny, and his love interest, Allison, um, make their way into the house and accidentally bring back the three sisters. And the whole movie is uh, kind of, it's kind of wacky and zany um, as they try to figure out how to put them back to rest um, and stop them from taking the life force of the children of Salem. Um, it's got Bette Midler in it. It's got so many funny, amusing parts. Um, it's just such a wonderful movie. And I have to watch it every Halloween, multiple times. Um, so that one is one that we will have available for you to put on hold. It is unfortunately not on any streaming service. Um, but if you would like to put a hold on the DVD, feel free to give us a call or look online and we will have that available for you. Very good. Let's see if we can figure out how to get me back up there. Shane, we might need y'all to mute yours in order to get uh, anybody else. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. Not sure how this is showing up on your screen. We'll go with this if it works for y'all. Okay. So, one of my next book is Countdown to Thanksgiving. If you hadn't noticed already, I am a huge holiday person. In fact, my staff knows I listen to Christmas music year round. Yes, I confess that live on Facebook, and I'm not ashamed of it. I do love the holidays. I love Thanksgiving and I love Christmas. And I found this book. It's on our shelf, Countdown to Thanksgiving. It is an excellent book for you that have, have families with small children. Um, it has stories that you can read aloud which I think is just, it's a very sweet thing to do if you could do this with your kids at night. It also has poems, it has recipes even. Um, it has crafts you can do with your children like the little pilgrim hat, uh, Indian headdress, a pilgrim collar. It has, like I said, recipes for pumpkin pie, of course, and there's songs, there's stories, there's poems, there's activities and games even. And I was, I was kind of surprised when I was looking at it because one of, the, um, one of the songs was Farmer in the Dale. And I thought, I wonder how many of these young folks, the millennials, how many of y'all know Farmer in the Dale? Do you? Well, it's in this book. Hopefully somebody can teach it to you if you don't know it. But like I said, it also has poetry and some of it is, um, some of it is, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So some of it is about who we give thanks to. But there's also poems in history about the, the origin of Thanksgiving. And there's one called The Landing of the Pilgrims. Um, and there's others. I know there was one in here by, um, I think, Ralph Waldo Emerson even. But it's a great book to do with your children. I found out in the back of it that there's a countdown to Christmas and countdown to Easter as well. So I think this would be a great book for you to check out. It, um, it is like a 14-day program. And that's why I wanted to get it in this month because, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is going to be here before you know it. And 14 days, there might be two of you that could get it in before Thanksgiving if you wanted to check it out. Okay. And I'll turn it over to Evelyn. Well, I really do tend to lean towards nonfiction, but I did read, and this is on my Kindle from Overdrive. Uh, it's called A Snow Child by Eowyn Ivy, 
and uh, she is an Alaskan. So this book is set in the Alaskan wilderness of the 1920s, and so it's very similar, I guess, in, in the theme to the first book that I would shown you uh, of a pioneer-type spirit in a wilderness setting. And so this book also uh, has that sort of theme and element to it. Uh, a couple, uh, having lost a child, decide to make a new start in life and go to the Alaskan wilderness. And he is a timber cutter, and so he's clearing land and homesteading in Alaska. The winters are very harsh. And of course, there are miles and miles and miles between houses. And so it's a very isolated environment. And so their lives uh, are so um, uh, routine and work is very hard. So um, there's a lot of loneliness there. But one day in playfulness, they decide to build a snowman, only they make it a snow child and make it a little girl in memory of the little child that they lost earlier in life. So there's a bit of a magical spirit to this book. They begin seeing a young girl running through the woods around their homestead. And she is a, a almost a fairy creature. She's friendly. She's bright, cheerful, beautiful. And so she comes into their lives and brings them almost a magical spirit of, of hope and renewal. And so through that experience, uh, their lives really do take on a lot of new meaning. So this was a very enjoyable book. Very good. Uh, it, it also was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Very good. All righty. Jennifer? Um, so my next one um, is not a children's book. Um, I actually have started back being able to read in the last year or so because I discovered suspense books and also mysteries. If it can keep my attention and I can finish it in two days, then I can, um, I can actually read books. So I'm happy about that. And there's this new writer named Louisa Luna. And she's written two books so far, and I cannot wait for the third one to come out. And they're both about this private investigator named Alice Vega, and um, also a, a guy private investigator named Max Kaplan. The first one is called Two Girls Down. This is, the, it's checked out. The second one is called The Janes. Um, they're both about them trying to find missing children. Um, there's a little bit of kidnapping and a little human trafficking so it's just delightful mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> well it keeps my attention and um i love them and there's this little if you ever read the dennis lahane's um detective books um these mm -hmm. are the closest i can find to those like i loved them and there's this little undercurrent of flirting a little bit between the two detectives that that kind of keeps you um, entertained. And uh, <laughs> so um, her name is Louisa Luna. She has two. They are both on reeds, not hoopla. And um, the third one should be out soon. And I am very excited for it. That's all. Very good. Next will be Kirsten. Hello. Okay. 
So everyone who works here at the library knows that I have OCD. And so this next book really exemplifies that. Um, so I enjoy fiction and, and I especially enjoy nonfiction. So this is my nonfiction pick for October. Um, it's called The Home Edit Life. Uh, there is a different home edit. So Home Edit Life is this one specifically. It has two co-authors, um, Clea Shear and Joanna Teplin. They actually have a new Netflix series out called the the home edit and it's all about like organizing your home but not in like a way that declutters so it's not like Marie Kondo where it's like get rid of stuff this is about like loving the things that you own but just keeping them organized <laughs> so this book kind of is less about how to organize and more about showing you ideas for organization um I redid my entire pantry <laughs> after I read this book. Um, Dollar Tree, shout out, has plastic bins and chalkboard labels. And so my pantry is super organized now. And I also bought plastic bins to organize my bathroom, like toiletries. So like all of first aids in a bin, all of them, like my vitamins are in a bin, all my like hair combs and things are in a bin. Everything's organized now. And even underneath my kitchen sink, like all the, cleaning supplies are together, all of like my dish things are together. So um, it gives you ideas for like every room in your entire house. It even breaks it down into like pet toys, pet supplies, um, like under bed storage, closet storage, like everything. I wrote notes. <laughs> um, but again, I mean, it's a visually very pleasing book, especially if you like things that are in nice, neat order, because they're very about Roy G. Biv, which I didn't do in my pantry, but I did do things specifically by category. So this is like a really nice book if you're just kind of looking for some ideas for your house, especially since we've all been trapped, kind of stuck in our homes this year. Um, and it's like, what is there to do? Organize your whole house. <laughs> so here we go. There's my non-thick pick. And Maddie will be up in just a second. All right, so my next pick is another graphic novel. All of mine will be. It is called The Baba Yaga's Assistant by Marika Makula with illustrations by the infamous Emily Carroll, who has also done a lot of comics and graphic novels. This is set in an urban area and it uh, involves a teenager who has not only lost her mother but has recently lost her grandmother. She was very close with both of them and she grew up on stories of the Baba Yaga, a child-eating witch that, I just realized I forgot to take my mask off, <laughs> a child-eating witch who lives in a hut on chicken legs and it is Russian and uh, Eastern European folklore. Her father has a new wife and she has a bratty new stepsister. So she decides, well, I'm just going to go be the Baba Yaga's assistant. And she has to use the wisdom from the tales of her childhood to overcome the test the Baba Yaga set up for her and rescue some naughty children herself. And the book is about, well, you can't really choose your family and about grief and moving on and being clever 
because all fairy tales typically have a clever young person who has to outsmart the evil antagonist. And the illustrations are also really good too. The witch, the Baba Yaga is hilarious. I love her. And there's a lot of love in here too. Love for family and eventually accepting loss and moving forward and maybe just getting that position <laughs> that you wanted. If you've ever had to deal with new family coming in after old family goes out or passes away, if you like fun fairy tales with a modern spin, if you just like looking at pictures, then Bobby Yaga's assistant is really cute and clever and I enjoyed it. It is not on any online services for reading library books, but you can probably find it online where they sell books or ebooks, or we got it right here. So, Bobby Ogg's Assistant by Marika Makula and illustrated by Emily Carroll. Okay, thank you, Maddie. And we will see Shane one more time, at least, talk about another scary movie. Yes, an actual scary movie this time, not a, not a children's movie. Um, so a lot of people are familiar with Jordan Peele, who is a director who has done a lot of wonderful, really interesting takes on horror movies in the last few years. Um, and one of my favorites from the last couple of years is a movie called Us, um, starring Lupita Nyong'o, who is lovely and wonderful. Um, it is a story about a young woman who as a child experienced um, some trauma as she was on vacation with her family. She goes into this fun house. It's, you know, it's a great time. And while in the fun house, she sees another person who is exactly like her. And she is, um, you know, taken out of that situation and continues to live her life. But that trauma kind of stays with her um, of seeing this girl who is her. And as she grows older and has a family of her own, she goes with her husband, her daughter, and her son um, back to the home that she stayed in during that summer. And they are inexplicably terrorized by a group of people while they're in their home, in their, in their vacation home. And as the story progresses, this is no spoiler, I promise it is um, something that is revealed quickly. Um, the whole, the whole mystery of the movie is that the four people that are terrorizing them are themselves. They are four people who are identical to them. Um, it's a very interesting, um, very interesting story and interesting take on horror, I think. Uh, it is not all scary and all serious. Um, it is suspenseful, but it also has a lot of um, kind of lighthearted comedic moments um, that are pretty amusing. Uh, it kind of breaks up the tension very well. Um, so again, I just highly recommend that one in particular. Very good. It helps if I unmute myself. <laughs> um, we wanted to make this short, 
but I know everybody's probably got one more book they want to share. So what I want us to do is going to give a challenge to my staff. We need to make these next reviews about one minute each. Okay. So just a quick title, quick tell what it's about and then out so that we, we won't carry this too long for folks. Um, my last one was pandemic survival, how to tips and resources. And it has some great information. I know that you feel like we've already been through it. Of course, there's some there's some um, thought that we may go through some more, so you might still want to get it and read it. And it's it has some good information that you can use even if it's not a pandemic. But one of the parts that I really liked was um, how to stay focused when you're working from home and how to get your pandemic emergency kits ready. It's a good idea to have an emergency kit no matter whether there was a pandemic or not. Then there's a whole section on things fun and creative things you can do uh, to entertain your kids, fun family activities, home workout habits, and all kinds of stuff like that. And I think that the one thing this pandemic has taught us is that we love our families. Our families are the most important to us, and we need to spend more time with them when there's not a pandemic. So that's my, it's only available here at the library, Pandemic Survival by Nikki Dare. Okay. And I'll hand it over to Evelyn. Well, I enjoyed this book, another biography, a memoir by Margaret Meany Hendrick. It's called Against the Tides. And this is her story. And she did her research, or much of it, here in the Tennessee room and wrote about her journey to discover her birth family. She knew that she was adopted. Her parents, um, adoptive parents, were very, very frank with her and forthright about that. They had a great relationship. But as she grew older, she wanted to know more about herself and what made her the way that she was, um, things that she might inherit in her health history and that sort of thing, and just wondering about her own identity. So she set out on the journey to uh, discover her birth parents uh, and found a lot of obstacles because the system is just fraught with a lot of confidentiality uh, for adoptive and for birth parents who are giving up their child for adoption. So uh, this is, it's a very warm and frank um, description of what she had to go through in order to uncover the information that she eventually found. Uh, she has a lot of history and genealogical information for Jackson, Tennessee, and a family from West Tennessee called Wisdom, which it turns out is her ancestral family. And so there's a house on East Main Street called the Wisdom House, and that is her, um, that is connected to her family. So um, it, it's just a very frank and warm look at how she went about discovering that. And she found a huge family um, of all connections, uh, extended family that she has a great relationship with. So it's very upbeat, but it's a very warm and frank and honest look. And she's very intimate talking about the things that she had to go through in order to get all that resolved. So this is a good pick uh, for someone who's interested in, in genealogy. Sorry, I was muted. Go ahead, Kirsten. <laughs> I was just going to wait. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Okay. Um, so my final selection and, and all the books I've talked about today 
are all available on Tennessee Reads, or you can use Overdrive or Libby, the apps. Um, the only one that's not is this one because it literally just came out. So I recommended it. So it should be on there soon. Um, I'm just going to talk about, it's a book series. Like I, speaking of what Shane watches every single Halloween, I watch Practical Magic every October because I just love Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. But um, come to find out, it's a whole book series, y'all. So I read the first book last year and loved it. It's, it's very similar to the movie. Um, slightly different, like the girls are actually older. Sally's daughters are actually teenagers. Um, the setting is slightly different. It's, it doesn't take place in the aunt's big, beautiful house. It actually takes place at Sally's house that she created because she wanted to move away and create her own identity. So the book and the movie are both wonderful. The book is always better in my opinion, but yeah. And um, so like the series quickly, this is the second one, The Rules of Magic. They're all by Alice Hoffman. Um, this one is actually about the aunts when they, in the 60s, when they were teenagers. So they actually had a brother, surprise. Um, I won't say too much about him because it's, it's a lot to do with his story and what kind of happens with them. It's, it's all very family focused about, you know, because the first book is about sisterhood. The second book is about the siblings and all the tragedy that they've gone through. Overarching, the theme is this curse that's on the Owens family, you know, like Sally and Jillian go through it in Practical Magic. Franny and Jet and Vincent go through it in The Rules of Magic. And then finally, this past October 6th, the third book came out. And it goes all the way back to the 1600s to the Salem Witch Trials. And it talks about Maria, the woman who kind of started it all. So she was put on trial as a witch in Salem. Um, she was kind of spurned in love. That's what kind of created the Owens curse to begin with. And uh, yeah, so the third book just came out, so it's brand new, and it, and it kind of tells you what happened to the family to begin with, so it kind of just covers the whole curse. Yeah. And like I said, they're all on Tennessee Reads, or you can come get them here. Awesome. Thanks, Kirsten. Mm -hmm. And Maddie, do you, if you and Shane have anything, just follow one right after the other and share with us very quickly what you have. Um, we're thankful for everybody that's, that's listening in. Pumpkinheads by Faith Erin Hicks and Rainbow Roll. Rainbow Roll is a young adult author who's authored a lot of young adult books. And Faith Erin Hicks is a prolific graphic novelist who's graphic novels, a lot of graphic novels. Um, it's about these two teenagers who have been working at a pumpkin patch two months for the last, the months of September and October for three years. It's the last day on Halloween, and the guy, Josiah, has been pining after this one girl all the time. He's working the pumpkin patch, and Deja says, hey, let's go find her, and they explore the pumpkin patch that they were never really able to explore whenever they were working there. It's about going out with a bang for Halloween and friendship. And it's just really good spooky season Halloween reading. It's going to make you want to curl up with some cider and put on uh, like something like Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town. And the art is amazing as always. And if you have never tried a pumpkin bomb before, then you'll want to have one now. So try it. It is available here along with on Google Play if you have the opportunity to buy it. I remember 
when I first read this book, I tweeted out to Rainbow Rule and Faith Aaron Hicks that I really loved it, and they actually reached back to me. They said that they loved that I loved it. So those are my picks, all graphic novels. Please check them out. Happy Halloween. Yeah. All right, and one last super quick movie pick from me. Um, kind of in between uh, what we've dealt with here, um, a movie that I and some of the other staff have recently discovered that is hysterical is a movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Um, it is a, uh, imagine a bunch of vampires living in the modern day and becoming like roommates with each other. Um, it is hysterical. It is actually um, written and directed by Taika Waititi, which is the same guy that did Thor Ragnarok. So for you guys that love the Marvel movies and the Thor movies especially, and the comedy that is in those, um, I highly recommend What We Do in the Shadows. It is hysterical. Um, several of us staff members are always quoting bits of it to each other, um, but it is one that you can check out um, and put on hold on DVD, and it is also available on Hoopla, so it is simultaneous use, and you can just check it out. Um, everybody could check it out all at once, and that's what I've got. Thank you, Shane. And let me explain that, what he just said. If you go to the library's website, www.jmclibrary.org, and you go under our e-resources, uh, you can find the link for Hoopla. And Hoopla is our newest streaming video, ebook, audiobook. Seems um, like there's another uh, another content there. Is it magazines? Does it change? Does it have magazines? It, it, um, I'm not sure, but music, music? I believe. Yes. It's really neat because, like he said, you can all check it out at the same time. There's no uh, five copies that has to you know go amongst 200 people. So if you go to the Hoopla link now, you'll be able to watch that movie tonight if you want to. Thank you all for joining us today. We really enjoy bringing you these book reviews and movie reviews, and we're going to try to do it once a month and bring you different staff members to help you to get to meet the awesome people that work here at the library. And thank you for joining us. Bye.